0: The cage. Lock yourself in. Yeah, well, here in the cage, I've been watching you, Mob, and you're all so mad out there, I'm glad that I'm in here. Scratching the passing days into a concrete wall in solitary confinement in the cold and dark is exciting and rewarding compared to watching a certain funeral possession that shall no longer be mentioned. I must say, though, Jack Charles has given us plenty to talk about, And I'm not thinking about the $5 note. I mean, people on notes come and go. I can't even be bothered looking half of them up, especially the old paper ones. I'm referring to coins. Every 500 player knows that when it's Trump's, Jack beats King. And I'd put Jack Charles on the Australian coins ahead of King Charles any day. You can chant it. Jack Charles, not King Charles. Jack Charles, not King Charles. Whose head do we want? Jack Charles. Who'll lose their head? King Charles, Jack Charles, not King Charles, Jack Charles, and so on. Now, King Charles I lost his head, and King Charles II lost the throne. So we could be in for a rocky road, and I don't mean a polywaffle. I guess this Charles has already lost his wife, so maybe that's his run of bad luck. On the other hand, one son's already run away from home, so there's a bit of an ongoing trend. Now, regular listeners will know that I've been calling for us to replace the Royal Family with First Nations people for yonks. There's a link on the eco-radio site and the socials to a piece I put on the cage when it first went to air on the Zeds at midday on Monday. Jack Trump's King. Jack Charles. Not King Charles. Jack Charles. Now. There's also been a lot of hot air in the last week about hydrogen. We've had hot air balloons, helium balloons and hydrogen balloons. Now the hydrogen balloon has floated again. About a year ago on this show, I waxed lyrical about Twiggy Forest's major hydrogen production in the Pilbara. He went to COP21 and signed up Japanese and German companies as customers for hydrogen produced by his 1.4 megawatt generation plant in the Pilbara. That's a solar plant, it's going to power his iron mines with electricity. Don't forget all those big iron mines use electric trucks. Um, So the iron mines, a huge desalination plant and an electrolysis plant, uh, producing hydrogen and ammonia from water and the air uh, for transport, fertiliser and steel production. So that was the first big hydrogen announcement in Australia, and it kind of changed the climate debate for the Australian resource sector, made it all industrial and financial and big and shiny. Uh, This week, the federal and West Australian Labor governments signed off on a plant almost 10 times as big as Twiggy's. Uh, That new plant has German and Japanese owners, uh, one of them is called Engie, and we'll leave Twiggy sitting on a branch. It's only about one of four proposed plants of that 10 megawatt size, so we can expect Australia to be a global supplier of green hydrogen for centuries to come. The trick is to make sure that we bring back the metallurgy and manufacturing, using that green hydrogen, instead of shipping the raw materials offshore. As Mr. Musk muttered this week, or was that Twittered, Australia should be producing all the components of electrical vehicles here. We have all the metals and the materials and the energy required. Now, speaking about hot air, I was actually allowed out of the cage for two hours last Thursday and was taken to that other famous loony bin, the Queensland Parliament House, for an urban agricultural Roundtable hosted by the Ag Minister Mark Ferner. Now, Minister Ferner did not show, he just stamped the paperwork so we didn't have to pay for the room, which was jolly nice of him. Uh, But we've used his name far and wide to let everyone know how important it was. And of course, important it is, food production is responsible for about one quarter of greenhouse gas emissions, most of the biodiversity loss, 80% of freshwater consumption, and a huge load of nutrient pollution from fertilisers, not to mention soil runoff and other damage done by making the stuff we eat. Now, if we grow food in the city, we can make a big difference to that, reducing supply Lines, reducing transport, reducing packaging, reducing storage, fr- refrigeration, etc., etc. Um, if we do that at a grassroots level, it stops governments handing over our food pr- production to feudal corporates who want robots and micro- microbes to produce it all in big shiny vats, so that we can live on three D printed steak and burgers. Now, you heard me rave on about that a couple of weeks ago, so I'll do your ears a favour and move on. In fact, I was going to move on to outdoor clothing company, Patagonia, who sold all their shares to Mother Nature so that all future profits go to environmental causes restoring Mother Nature. So, all of those who are into uh, Earth's law and so on can celebrate that, but I hear Dave jingling the keys as he comes down the corridor, so it's back into the cage for me. See if you can convince him to play my piece CHIME, specifically designed for those rare occasions when a historical figure has made a major cultural contribution and drops dead. Jack Charles, not King Charles. Jack Charles, not King Charles. Now.